What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Kia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. God damn, you look beautiful. Aw. <laughs> Thank you. Them things are just out there. This remind, I'm just saying, this reminds me of the first time I seen you. No, no, no. And you were running track. You can't tell that story. And yet. they'll just bong bong. I mean, you look beautiful. I just want to say you look Thank very beautiful. You. you fix up nice. I love you. I love you. You sweet baby. I'll wait for her to say the same to me, but fuck it. I just, you, you know. Let me tell you that you No, nah, forget it. Let me tell you that you look beautiful. Yes. Baby. You look beautiful. Doesn't matter because I had to tell you to say it. <laughs> I got to tell you to say it. No, but you look beautiful. I just want to say Thank that. Thank you. Um, hopefully, you guys are doing well out there. Um, I don't know how many podcasts we're going to be doing at this house because we oh. sold our house. And uh, I mean, I know the background looks nice, but if you've seen the rest of the house, you'd be like, it doesn't. And that's because we're packing. We're getting stuff out of here. Uh, I want to say shout out to the new owners. Um, such nice people. Um, they just, you know, when, when you do business with people and they just have good hearts and they have a good heart, this is the first time we've ever sold a home where we actually speak to the owners and are talking and having conversations and conversing about the house and really getting to people, know, getting them. to know them. Yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. we sell a house, we get in, get out. I, you I, don't even know what they look like. I don't even like. know what they look like. I the just lawyers know, yeah. and the, um, the realtors deal with it. You don't even get into it like that. But with them, it's a different story and it's nice. Yeah. They're a family. They're moving in. So you kind of want them to they have four kids and a dog, get the best out of the house. And mm -hmm. you know, you, you try to give them all the information, the shortcuts, help them about the area, tell them about everything because you just want them to enjoy the house. Like we did. We've been living in this house for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I know it's 14 years is because I'm starting to find shit from 14 years ago. <laughs> now, you don't understand. So shout to Ben's, my assistant. Uh, she cleaned out my sneaker closet. Right. And for y'all that don't know, I didn't know I had about 600, 700 pairs of sneakers. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Sounds about right. But in the sneaker closet, there's another secret closet. Did you know that? I set up the secret closet. The, the secret closet got about... You forgot a, that it existed? Yes. The secret closet has about another 150 pair of sneakers. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. And some of these sneakers I had since I was 16 years old. Like, the original Island Iversons that gear shitted on me on. Uh, if you guys remember that podcast. If not, go back to it, because I don't want to get into this argument with you. <laughs> the original uh, Shaquille O'Neal, The Pumps... The original Bathing Ape sneakers back in the day. I found... I got you those. We, well, there's like six pairs now. That was before which, we moved into this house. Which ones did you babes. get? You got me the Jamaican ones? I got you those. And I got you the white with the royal blue and the red. Those are down there. I see mm -hmm. those today. Also, what I found back there too is I found four pair of Pradas. In good condition? In great condition. Remember when Pradas were popping? The Prada sneakers, yes. yeah. I, some people still think they're popping. Like some people still like really rock them hard, yeah. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, but they're, so they weren't worn or they were worn? No, not worn. They're like brand new? Yep. I found a pair of- What colors? There was a, a, a like a, a periwinkle blue. And the only reason I know it's periwinkle- Were they periwinkle and patent leather? Patent yes. leather periwinkle? Yeah. I remember those. They're downstairs right now. Uh -huh. And the only reason I remember, because you had a periwinkle bag that matched. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know the- I can't remember the other color. I think it was silver, gray. Like a silver. Mm -hmm. The all black. There's no all black down there. I didn't see those. And it's like a white and gray. White and gray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And red. Patent leather red. And patent leather red. Those are all Remember Madison had the matching Prada sneakers to wear with yours? I remember. Mm -hmm. She had the silver, the blue, and the red. You know what's dope that I found too? Mm. And we just talking about shit. Uh, a pair of Gucci loafers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the silver buckle. Yeah. I don't know if I could wear them anymore because I, I I don't know how if my foot grew. You, I, did you try them on? I tried to put them on and my feet were hurting. I felt like a chick at the club that just, like, my feet were hurting. <laughs> By the end of the night, she's, the walking, night, she's walking barefoot, barefoot out yeah, the club? That yeah, was yeah, definitely yeah. those. So mm -hmm. I found all those gems in there. And also, since that we're moving, um, I found a lot of pictures mm -hmm. that we've had. Uh, you know, there's so many different pictures. We have so much history that I forget about yeah. so much. So the other day, we were uh, reminiscing, looking at photographs and gear. I talk about it all the time that gear was a model. I talk about it all the time that Gia was in pageants. Can can I show him a couple pictures? No. But. Sorry. 
Like, <laughs> Gia was like at a, a young age. Gia was like a little star. Like she had black and whites where you got, where, where she would sign autographs. <laughs> I'm not lying, am I? She has all these videos on VHS. I know a lot of you are like, what the hell is a VHS? I see her pageants, uh, her, her first uh, Miss Teen USA, her, all the pa- we found all that material. So it's Miss Junior Teen New York. I think we should show some of that, some of that stuff. I'll think like about your it. first interview and all. I think it's just dope. It's just okay. it's just history that's just. I saw cool. you put out some of those modeling pictures. Like I used to be on the cover of like textbooks. Yeah, like she had like all the models. Penny, JC Penny. She had all, all that those. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. So, um, yeah. So we been cleaning and, and seeing all that so uh just to say that just shout to the new owners man I, i'm excited for you to, to get in here and and really get, enjoy enjoy and start Make loving memories. the house making it your own because we're going to miss it yeah we are going to miss this house so we're thinking maybe two weeks we close so we'll probably be out of here in two weeks i did ask for one favor from no no what i was like look you know our pool at the other house is not open yet Mm-hmm. So can we still use your pool? <laughs> it was like, sure, come back anytime. I was uh-huh. like, right, we'll just leave the kids here and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so shout out to them. Um, you know what I want to um, talk about today to start off? What? Um, of course, if you have kids, a lot of your, some of you are kids already in school. But for us, we're still trying to decide if we're going to allow our kids to go to school. Um, I want the kids to go to school. Um, Madison is going to NYU, of course, next year. We've talked about it a lot. And uh, she's actually staying oh, on year. campus. This hmm? year. Hmm? It's still this year. Oh, this year, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's going to be staying on campus. And I had a tough decision with that. Uh, reason being is what NYU is doing is she has one class per week where she has to go in. Only one? Only one. I thought it, did it change? Yeah, no, it was only one. It was, before it was two, but now it's only one. That means it changed. Yeah, it changed. And the rest is virtual. Um, and Madison, it didn't really make sense for her to go dorm. I mean, we live 20 minutes away from NYU. So it's not like Is it's it actually problem. 20 minutes? Yeah. I know that we're like 20 minutes into the city. Mm-hmm. But then to get to the village, is it actually 20 minutes? It's like maybe 25 minutes to 30 NYU. minutes? Mm-hmm. Traffic maybe. Okay. But it didn't make, you know, it didn't, it didn't make sense. You know, Madison couldn't live at home. She could cook at home. We could save money on room and board. But we thought about it and Madison was like, damn, like so many different students come from so many different places in the area, in the world that they're all going to be dormant. So for herself, she won't get to meet anybody but that one day when she's in class and how many kids will be in that class. She'd be missing out on her freshman college experience. Right. So Madison is going to go dorm. So um, students out of state. Have to quarantine. be there ready. Have to quarantine fourteen for two days. Weeks. That's right, for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. Uh, since Madison is in state, she doesn't have to necessarily quarantine, but she has to take a COVID test, which I have to do with her tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? So Madison has to do the COVID test, where they put the Q-tip up her nose and damn near touch her brain. Um, Madison is scared, so uh, I'm going to be doing it with her. Mm-hmm. Which I shouldn't have to because I don't need a COVID test. But if my baby's scared. I am going to do it with her. Which reminds me of the reason why I know that you are doing that. You know, the way that you're raised and the way that you're parented when you're a child, I think has so much to do with the parent that you become. Mm -hmm. And him telling me that he's going to do the COVID test with Madison tomorrow reminds me of a story that he's told me and that his parents has told me. When you were a child, you got really sick. Do you know what what it was that you had? Pneumonia. It was pneumonia, Mm -hmm. right? So he had pneumonia as a child and he had, as your mother would say, a wicked bad fever. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said that, you know, it was pertinent that the fever get broken and they put him in a tub filled with ice. And I guess it was just so overwhelming for you that his father took off his clothes and got in the tub with him just to he didn't take off his clothes. He had a bathing suit on. We both, well, well, not, we both not, weren't naked in the tub. Well, he took, he took off his street clothes. Right. He I put it. I'm just making sure I people out there are, are, are creepy. <laughs> so that they could share in that moment and it wouldn't just be on you because 
I would have been on the side, like, it's okay. It'll be okay. Don't worry. Just a few more minutes. Like I could have gotten in that ice tub, you know? So I think that you took a page from that and I don't know, it has something to do with how you parent now. Yeah. So I was like six years old. Like you said, I think I had like 104 temperature and they needed to break it. So they put a, a tub of ice and just think about it at six years old, trying to get your kid to get into a, a tub of ice cold water. Impossible. And I was crying. So my dad was like, look, I will right, we'll do it together. And he got in there with me and he stayed in that tub with me. And I just remember that. So my Madison said she was scared and she didn't want to take the test. And I didn't want to take the test. I go front. I'm scared. No, oh, I'm messing up her little pillow. No, no, no. The sound of you rubbing your foot on the pillow oh. is like driving me crazy. Oh, sorry. Thank you. So I um, decided to do it. And what Madison doesn't know, and I didn't know, but the nurse told me that this is that they have to do both nostrils. What? Yes. Since when? I don't know. but the, the that's, nurse, some, that's some new-ish? I don't know. The nurse was like, I just want you to know that it's both nostrils. I'm like, why? <laughs> why, why do I need both nostrils? So tomorrow... Uh, I, like even thinking about it is fucking insane. I do not want to do this. And they made it seem like that Q-tip is like this. Uh, Could you even imagine? Oh, fuck. Oh. oh. <laughs> but I know she has to do it to go to college. So I am going to do it. I'm going to tape it too. So Wait, we're, by the time this is podcast the nurse is out, maybe. coming to the house? Yeah, she's coming to the house. Tomorrow, 830 in the morning. So um, I'm going to tape it too. So hopefully... Hopefully we'll have it and we'll show it here so you can see it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Depends how bad I, I am crying and how bad I look. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so she is going to school now. The babies. Now, when we say the babies, we talk about the four, the six, and the seven-year-old, right? Um, their school's a little different in Jersey. What they're doing is, which makes no sense to me. I really don't understand it. Uh, they're allowing the kids to go to school in the morning from eight a.m. to twelve. Then at 12, you bring them home, and then they do the rest of the school from home, from one to three. Virtually. But my whole thing is, if they're in school, why take them out? Like, why take them out? But I feel they, like... They, they might. We need to find out. They might be bringing half of the kids in the morning, oh, and, and then half. sending them home for the remainder of the day to be virtually schooled, and then during that time, bring in the second half. Oh, so this way, they can keep a small amount of kids... During the you're, school day, you're smart. See that you got that nice. <laughs> but yeah, and, and that makes sense because there's only four or five kids per class. Oh, is that what they said? Yeah, very small class because they're trying to keep the, that, and that makes sense. That's that's probably why they're doing it. That's how they're able to keep the class so small. Right. If you have five kids in the class, no school is going to have five kids. So they'll have ten to fifteen. So that makes sense. Yeah, you're pretty smart. I didn't think about that. Well, thank you. I think about that. All right. <laughs> so, I I feel okay with London because I I believe that she's mature enough to follow the rules, mm-hmm. keep the mask on, not touch her face, and you know whatever the protocols are. We all know what the protocols are. Jackson, not so much. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, absolutely not. So that worries me sending Jackson and Brooklyn to school because even even if they clean and sanitize before between sessions and whatnot, I would feel more comfortable if she was able to keep with the protocols. I just don't think that she's going to be able to do it. You know, I think she's going to take her mask off, shoot it at people, mm-hmm. pick her nose, like, you know, what I mean? yeah, I <laughs> whatever it is. So I don't know. That makes me a little nervous. I don't quite know how I feel. I know what they have intended, but we really haven't sat down and had a conversation about if we want them there, if we, I don't even know if virtual schooling for the entire day is an option. It is an option. For the babies. Yes. But the problem with that is if I'm on a Zoom for 30 minutes. You're checked out on the 31st minute? I'm checked out on the 31st minute. Mm -hmm. That's that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to look at you through the Zoom. I'm tired. And then I can do other things, mm-hmm. you know? So I prefer to have them there where they can learn. And especially at that age where they should be learning, they should be talking. Like, I just can't see them with so much going on in this house. 
stuck on that laptop ready you know the bigger learn. question is how am i going to be able to virtually school three children at the same time yeah that's gonna be difficult uh, no it's actually impossible i'm only one person yeah i mean london is good on her own but with jackson and brooklyn so let's say two kids at the same time that's still that's still a feat i don't know if you know yeah, but that's, you know, some of the things that we're going to have to Because Jackson's, Jackson's education is more involved now. Like Brooklyn, right. they might be, you know, doing virtual Ring Around the Rosie. She's four years old, so that might not be... And Jackson is the one that's, that's, that's going to be the toughest where I really want him to go to school because now he's at that age where he's learning, reading, multiplication, and division, and all that. Right, he's which, like on the cusp of... All of the common knowledge that he's Correct. supposed to acquire. At London this time. learned that already, and I don't know how to. I can't teach a kid how to read. I tried. I tried. I can't do it. Like I like I know how to read. Clearly, that wouldn't end well, right, right. guys? <laughs> I know how to read because uh -huh. I was taught, but that to teach somebody and pronounce the words. Silent like, letters la, uh, and like, you know, like lasagna. How do you tell a kid to pronounce lasagna? You know, because it's, it's really la, guh, you know, like, guh, but there's no guh. Like, like, lazan, like, where's the G, Lasagne? dad? Huh? Lasagne? Yeah, but then. And lingerine? And ling, yes. And lingerie? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, how do you teach a kid that? Mm -hmm. Like, and then he says, well, why is the G and silent? Champagne? And how come the G is not always silent? Champagne. 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 <laughs> But, but, right. but how do you how do you, how do you teach them right mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean because I, I don't know the answer you know what i mean so it's 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 gonna be very very difficult but and um, what about logan so logan wants to fight you right now oh <laughs> what day does he well he doesn't want to fight logan me. wants to fight you right now because you are and, and we haven't talked about this mm -hmm. so i guess we can have the conversation right now sure Logan School is giving them the option of being virtually schooled in its totality or going to school in its totality. And you want him to go to school. Correct. Why is this? Because okay. now you're talking about older boys. You're talking about teens who have more of a social life, who may or may not be social distancing, that he would be around on a daily basis. He goes to an all-boy Catholic school. I don't know how seriously they're taking the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So for Logan to be in that environment day after day after day, because we take the pandemic very seriously. Like mm -hmm. my kids aren't really socializing much. And if they are, it's under certain restrictions and within certain parameters, et cetera. So now you're kind of throwing him in an environment where... God only knows if he can come home with COVID and infect the rest of the house. So why are you hell-bent on him going to school? I think I could imagine why, a couple of reasons. But when you put it on the scale, why does it tip towards him physically being in school? Okay, I look at it like this. So Logan plays football. He works out with his football team four days a week, right? Mm -hmm. Now, those four days a week is not like 20 students. There are freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors out there practicing. They all practice together. So that is a lot of boys out there that he's around, right? Mm -hmm. And you can sit there and say, okay, he has a mask on, but does he really have a mask on that entire practice? I can't see all those boys having a mask on that entire practice. So he's around his classmates already. Um, now, with high school, let's be honest. If you make me virtually learn and I have a test, I am never failing a test. <laughs> right? Me either. And I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, so true. I'm gonna say some real shit, right? So, I don't know if I should say it. Uh, hmm. All right, I say. Um, first of all, is that? Can you please take that uh, cup off my uh, nice piano, please? This guy has a red cup on my piano. Solo cup is an is expensive piano. And all I can see right now, if I get up, is a ring around this motherfucking piano that it's a lot of money. It took me about seven years to pay off this piano. There, it's so true. <laughs> and if I see that yeah. ring on that motherfucking piano, wait, that starts going to owe me five minutes. Is the piano paid off? Yes. It is paid off now? Okay. It took us like seven years to pay off this piano. <laughs> Motherfucker's crazy. We bought it for Madison for her ninth birthday. Yeah. So. Might have just paid it off uh, yesterday. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what I was saying. Oh, so back to Logan. So. 
I was saying. Hold on, there was a ring. He's wiping off the ring. There was a ring. There was a ring. Then why are you drying it with your t-shirt? Do you know the t-shirt's gonna scratch the piano? <laughs> it's okay. I'm just playing with so, you. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> so the other day, you know, we, every couple of years you take a defensive driving class, right? So now, of course, since COVID, they have this defensive driving class online, right? Mm-hmm. I got a hundred in every section of that defensive driving class. I think you need to say no more. Right? So now when it comes to Logan, <laughs> when it comes to Logan, now uh, Logan has a test, right? Uh, and Logan has to take the test. You think he will fail that test? Hey, Siri. But I don't they have um, certain precautions that they're taking to make sure that... There's no possible way. If the camera is on me and I have my phone right there, you can't see what I'm looking at. It looks like I'm looking at the screen. Yeah, but you would have to search for an answer. How easy is that? I can mute the camera and say, hey, Siri, what... Was, who was the but first then, president but, of the United States? And unclick it and it'll pop right Yeah, up. but if your teacher sees your mouth moving or if she sees you leave the screen, then that's like a cheat alert. Right. But there's, uh, there's 30 other kids. She has to look at every kid all the time. I don't know. And, for tests, can they record? And? Can they record? Who? The teacher. Can she, she record the yeah. test taking? And? So she might not catch you live but if she goes back and watches right. would she be able to catch you maybe or on zoom i could be on zoom and still type on my laptop and nobody knows do you know how many times i'm on a zoom doing an interview and i'm looking at cars or looking at all types of stuff and they'd be like <laughs> right mv and i'm like yeah but really i'm on world no, no, you'd be at- like word that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> But really, I'm on work. If I say that to you, that means I'm not paying attention to what you're saying. Right. If you get a word that's crazy from me, I haven't heard a thing that you said. Oh, I'm looking at Worldstar, the latest thing on Worldstar. Like, I do, and there's nobody can tell you. Like, mm-hmm. you can't tell. So, for me, knowing that about Logan, right? And I know how knowing Logan what is. what about you? Don't know that about Logan. I know that about Logan. Logan is the shortcut <laughs> king. He is the shortcut king. Mm-hmm. So I know that about Logan. Uh-huh. So that's not the problem. The problem is, okay, if he does that, that's foul. But my problem is next year when COVID open, when, when the schools open back up and the things he was supposed to learn, he never really learned because he was half-assing or going around taking a shortcut. Now he's even more fucked because he really doesn't know what was taught. Okay. In class, he's the teacher's there. He has to learn. Mm-hmm. He has to, to pay attention. He has to understand what's going on. Oh, COVID schmovid. Like this, this like no, with, <laughs> um, but I see what do you think is more important though? If he's out there, and this is what I tell him, if he's out there playing football, he's risking it right there playing football. So to go in class now, let me tell you one other thing. Like you said, a lot of parents won't have their kids in there, so the classroom is not going to be that packed. Last year when Logan was on, um, when Logan was in school, Logan would come downstairs like eight o'clock in the morning, make himself some breakfast. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" He'd be like, "I'm in class." I'm like, where's your laptop? Well, I'm upstairs. I'll be up there in a second. That was Logan. Mm-hmm. Logan was supposed to dress up every day in a shirt and, and tie. Because they wear uniforms. They wear uniforms. I said, Logan, where's your shirt and tie? I told him my camera doesn't work. That is Logan. <laughs> he is the shortcut kid. He uh-huh. is the shortcut kid. That whole dressing up for virtual school when you're laying in your bed. But they don't want you to lay in your bed. They want you to get up. Laying in your bed, they understand that the kids won't want to learn. So they want him to get up. But that's my thing. I know Logan. Like, Logan is me. And I know what I would do. (laughs) Right. Like, if I could do the breakfast club from my bed, I would. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I don't is because I don't want to wake you up when I'm like, good morning, USA. You wake me up anyway. Right. You yell that good morning, USA, from the office, which is right across the hall from where we are now. (laughs) And I can hear it. In our bedroom, which is right above where we are right now. And it is so obnoxiously loud. If you didn't sleep naked, I probably would do it from my bed. Like Wait, what? I said if you didn't sleep naked every night, I would do the breakfast club from the bed. I wouldn't just I wouldn't brush my teeth or nothing, just like good. Like that's what I would do. But that is Logan. Like mm-hmm. he is like his dad when it comes to that. Okay, all right. And I know I need him to get the education that he needs. So next year, which is a very important year, your junior year, he needs to make sure his grades are good. He needs to make sure that he, he plays good sports. He needs this. That's the year where colleges look at. Yeah, and I can't have him say like, damn, I didn't really learn much because I was fucking around. Like, I need him to get that, you know? If he was a student that I know could sit down and really learn, then I'd be like, all right, Logan. Like, I mean, this is Madison, right? Madison's even a half-asser. Like, she, she's, the, she's the same. No, she's not. What? What? 
She's not a half-asser. Yes, she is. No, Do you know not. how many times Madison fell asleep during class and, and somebody's texting? Oh, you mean during virtual school? Yeah, during virtual oh, school. Oh, I thought you just meant in life. Madison, first of, all, school. first of all, I don't even know how Madison's going to get up every day. Like, Madison sleeps like a log. No. You know they say a person sleeps like a rock? Madison yeah. sleeps like a boulder. Yes. I have never in my life witnessed someone sleep as hard as Madison. You could take an alarm and put it on her eardrum and the kid will not wake up. You can shake her. You can do everything short of pouring a bucket of water on her face and she will not wake up. It is, it's incredible. Like she's in that REM sleep, like a mother trucker. Yes. So when it comes to Maddie, she is that one kid that will fall asleep during class. She is that one kid that she'll be downstairs making me breakfast and I'll be like, aren't you, what are you doing? She'll be like, oh, I'm in class. She's like, like, I already learned it. I know it already. That's Maddie. Mm -hmm. So I just know that if my kids are like that, most kids are like that. And the problem is they're not getting the education that they need for the next year when it opens back up. But the things that they were supposed to learn, they'll never really learn. And I want them to get that knowledge. I want them to get that education. And I know being at home with everything going on here, it won't happen. But at the risk of laying another layer of potentially contracting COVID to it, I don't I don't think it's worth it. When you put it on the scale, I don't really believe that it tips in that direction. Then I'd rather them all stay home and nobody continue on the the, the year and redo the year next year. Just Blow off a whole year. Blow off a whole year. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. Because I want them to get their education because now they're chilling. Well, if you feel that way, then maybe Logan should stay home, but he should get up, put on his uniform like they require, and virtually school from the kitchen table or from the office or something like that where he has to have. Right. And then he'll be looking at sports scores. He'll be looking at. Uh, we have cameras. Why don't you just threaten his life real quick? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what I expect of you. If you don't want to go into school every day, then this is what you need to do. No, nah, I, I don't. There's always what? ways around that. How's there ways around it? We have cameras everywhere. I, 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 you still got to learn. Like, I can sit there with the with the camera on and I can still go online. I can still do things. I'm not going to be paying attention. In school class, I have to pay attention. Have to. Well, I don't agree with you. So we have to talk about that we'll and figure out which which... Which um, route we're going to go? We could talk about it in depth because I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's worth him going to school and risking his safety and risking the safety of everybody. He's playing football with all these boys out there. Um, it's a little bit different. Like they're playing, they're outside, they have helmets on, they wear masks. There they're might sweating, be they're running, they're all what types does of stuff. sweating and running have to do with COVID? I don't know. COVID? I just wanted to Nothing. say that. You no, just no, no. why you just. Yeah, you're just saying stuff. <laughs> right. No, so I mean, I think that that is probably more protected than being in school with a different set of boys. It's just adding another layer of risk to it that I don't think is necessary when there's an option. And believe me, like I, I love the idea of them physically being in school. Of course, I think it's advantageous and better for the education, but I don't personally think that it's worth it. So we should just, you know converse about it and see who can uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more who but can convince the other of their will we'll talk about it more right okay yeah. In this episode of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Bevel a head-to-toe personal care brand built for black men this year Bevel is introducing a new lineup of products built for your skin and your hair we'd like to introduce you to the Bevel deodorant an aluminum free deodorant that goes on clear with no lines streaks or clumps and stays strong to fight against odor for up to 48 hours and the Bevel bar soap now a sulfate free exfoliating bar soap that's dermatologist tested and infused with shea and cocoa butter and lastly can't forget about the Bevel Body Wash, made with the freshest ingredients, uh, and you have to try it. They work amazing. Now, if you want more information, Bevel Skin is everything you need and nothing you don't. Hit up the website, getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. And don't forget to check out Bevel sister brand, Form Beauty, available at Sephora.com and FormBeauty.com now. And you know what? Let me shout out to, uh, it's a water company out in Atlanta. It's called Positivity alkaline water uh they're minority owned and we talk about you know so many 
things that people use throughout the day that we really don't own. And when I say we, it's minorities don't really own. So I found this water company that's minority owned that that actually tastes very, very good. So definitely check check it out. Google it. It's called Positivity Water. They're not a sponsor. I'm just shouting them out because the water's dope and I and I like to see uh, minorities winning and and minorities doing a lot of the things that people would never expect. Uh, when you hear water, you think of the big water brands and this is, like I said, this is not a sponsor. They didn't pay for this, but you hear all these water brands and I just think it's dope and congratulations to them. And thank you for sending me a, a case of water. Um, now I want to, you know what I want to talk about? Something that happened the other day with uh, master P right? Okay. master P was, uh, he did like a little, <clears throat> I guess something on social media where he was talking about he's not an ATM and he's not lending his family money anymore. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about it. Oh, that's foul. Or, oh, I get it. And I know some of my family members are listening. But I understand. And this is and this is the reason why I understand. A lot of times when you make money, and it doesn't have to be a lot of money. You could just be doing good for yourself. People always say, well, you're doing good. Let me get some of that. And I hate that way of thinking. And the reason I hate that way of thinking is because people a lot of times don't necessarily know the sacrifice that you have to put in to make that money or the struggle that you had to do or the road or the journey you had to go through to actually get that bread. And when people always say, yo, Envy, y'all got it. You got this. You got that. But they don't necessarily realize what we had to do to get it and what we have to continue to do to continue getting it. Um. So I feel it. I I am I love my family, but and I love my friends, but I also feel like there are no free handouts. Mm-hmm. Like nobody gave me a free handout. The only people that get a free handout is Janet, Butch, and Norma. Those are the only only people. That's my mom and dad and her mom. And and the reason for that is is it is what it is. Like, yes, they put us here, they brought us into this world, they took care of us, so they get whatever they want, but everybody else. No, I'm out there hustling. During COVID and Corona, I'm out there trying to make it happen. We're trying to figure things out. We're going back and forth. We got five kids. We got mortgages. We got car notes. We got all that. So I feel like when something happens and times are hard, that that could happen to any one of us. Right. Yes, you help. Yes, you make sure that they're good. But just to go help to, to help you buy something that you don't necessarily need. No, you get out there and work and bust your ass. Yes, life will throw you all types of fucking curveballs and you got to be able to fucking hit that curveball. And we try to figure it out. Like today, I know Ben's was was registering the kids in school and she was like, boss, you got a lot of kids that you got to pay tuition for. Yeah, she said that to me today. And I'm like, she's uh, like, today I paid four tuitions and it's only four because I paid the fifth two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So she was like, damn. Yeah. I was like, yeah. But people don't understand. We've been doing that for 19 years, paying kids tuition. We've been doing that for our other kids. Like, these are the things that we do. Um, We've had cars and homes and investments. Like, what people don't understand, even with the investments. Like, we own a lot of properties. um, But when COVID hit, 60% of the people didn't pay mortgage. They didn't pay rent. They didn't pay rent. And we didn't ask them to. So, we had to pay. We had to cover that on top of covering everything else that we had to do. So these are the things that we have to do that people don't understand. Um, so when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And and like I said, when I heard it, I, at first it just sounded so blunt. I'm not an ATM. But then I was like, yeah, you goddamn right. I'm out there hustling. And to help people is not a problem. But you, people right. also got to remember that. We have other lives to take care of. Other obligations. Other obligations. And it's very difficult. Now, teaching people is a little different. That's what I do all day. I'm sorry. What, what's that saying? Um, something like... Teach a man how to fish, that saying you're talking about? Yeah. I don't know what that's saying. <laughs> <laughs> give a man uh, a fish, if you he give eats a man for a, a day. Fish, he eats teach for a, a day. Man a fish, teach a man how to fish, you feed him for life. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I'm on. That's what I try to do with my family and friends. I try to teach them how to fish, whether it's real estate, whether it's uh, investing, whether it's the stock market, whether it's whatever it may be. I try to explain. A lot of times people don't want to hear because they don't want to do the work. 
Right. They don't want to go through the process of figuring it out. Um, I'm not going to front. They would, I, they'd prefer a handout. Yeah. And I hate figuring it out. Like, I hate it. It gives me a headache. It, it really does. But it is what it is. Um, you got to do it. Gia, for instance, Gia sometimes is the type of person to be like, look, let's just do it. Me, I, I like to break things down to see how it's done. Right? For instance, let's say we want to invest in a, a home. Gia be like, I like this home. It's a great price. Let's buy it. That's Gia. Me, I'm like, how much is it going to cost to fix? How much is the flooring? Let's make sure there's no damage. Do we need a roof? Who's going to fix it? How can we get somebody? Like that's But me. in our relationship, you're a pessimist and I'm an optimist. I've always gone through life believing, truly believing that things will work themselves out. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, everything is going to be okay. We will we will rise to the top regardless mm -hmm. of whatever it is. So I take on that mindset and you're the what if mindset, which is technically the more responsible mindset. I'm just not that way. And anything that we've ever gotten ourselves into, we've always prevailed. We've never lost. We've never lost. And I think that's because of prayer and optimism and believing in yourself and believing in your decisions and believing in what you're capable of and all of your abilities. I believe that. And it's always prospered for us. You know, like how many times has something come up and you overthought it? Or maybe, I don't know. I don't, hold on, I don't even want to say overthought because again, that's the responsible way to go about it. But let me just simplify it and say overthought it, right? And you've overthought it. And I'm like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. You know, it's going to work itself out or we'll be able to do it. We'll be able to pull it off. And we do. And I never want to be the, I told you so, but I'll just look at you and just be like, see, mm -hmm. you be like, yeah, nah, nah, you were right. You were right. And that's just the difference in our personalities in this relationship. But it's like a yin and a, a, yin and a yang. I don't think that it's good for two people to be either one of those ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that we balance each other out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think a lot of times you see the future before I see it. Yeah. I think a lot of times I get a little nervous and I'm very careful. Um, but there's a reason for that. I also believe that why I'm able to be that way and why it's much more difficult for you to be that way is because 75% of the burden falls on you. Right. So you carry that weight. You carry the, the anxiety of thinking, what if this doesn't work out? And you deal with things differently than mm -hmm. I do. I'm more carefree. I am very rarely ever stressed about anything. And I don't want to say it's because I don't believe in stress, but I have my own coping mechanisms when it comes to stress and I don't, I try not to succumb to it. Like if I'm stressed out, that means something really crazy is going on. So we take things on differently, but I have the luxury of being more optimistic because I don't, I don't have to take on as much as you do. And I think so I want to show respect to that. It's not just that I'm optimistic right. and you're pessimistic. You really do have to consider, damn, if this doesn't work out, then what am I going to do to fix it? Or if this investment doesn't work out, what am I going to do to to get back? But I think that's the best thing about our relationship. It's you balance me out, you know? And you um, balance me out. Even when I'm mad at you <laughs> about certain things, we uh -huh. still balance each other out. Like for instance, right? There was one time you were right, one time you were wrong. There's only one time? No, when it, when it comes to... When, <laughs> I'll break it down. I'll break down what it is. Like so you guys know, you guys know I love cars, right? Cars is my thing. I love it. That's my joy. Um, thank God I figured out a way to make money off of my cars. That's why I do the car shows. It's, it's whatever. One car I wanted to buy, right? It was a Porsche, yellow. Oh, mm-hmm. 
went to, I wanted this Porsche so bad. Gia was like, no. Gia was like, I just, nah, it's, it's, can't tell the difference. It's whatever is expensive. And I'm like, no, they told me that this Porsche make money. It's a limited edition, this, that, and the other. So I called a friend of mine that knows cars with Gia on speakerphone. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, get it. The guy was like, nah, it's a, I wouldn't get that Porsche. So it's not the you. best investment. Not the best investment. I'm like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's hating. He's, I was, he's hating. He just wants me to get a car from him. Because he sells cars as well. So I bought the Porsche, right? Now, it wasn't like, I'm just going to go buy this Porsche. It doesn't happen like that. Like, oh, yeah. Get, get and I, we talk about everything. One thing about us as a, as a couple, anything that we buy, we talk about and discuss Small or big, a piece of furniture, we talk about it. If it's a bag, we talk about it. If it's a car, we it's talk a pair about of jeans. it. If it's a pair of jeans, we talk about it, right? Um, so we talk about it, we fought it. And I know Gia. Gia will get to the point after about a week of hearing my bullshit and be like, you know what? If you you like it, get it. You yeah, work if hard. you really want it. Right. And that's how I feel. Like you work you work hard. If you really want it, then go ahead and get it. So I bought it. And I had it for about two years. I don't think you had it that long. A year and a half? Maybe a year and a half. Had it for about a year and a half. No, I think two years. I think two years. If you had it for two years, it sat in that garage for a year. So You never drove it. I got rid of it, right? I sold it. When I sold it, it only had 500 miles on it. See? Never drove it. Right? When I drove it, the shit was like a race car. Gia never sat in it, I don't think, one time. I never sat in that car. But when I drove it, it was like... I never sat in a lot of the cars, actually. Yeah. So when I drove it, it was like... <laughs> one of those cars. It wasn't enjoyable. Can you design. explain what that means for the people that are listening on SoundCloud or any other pod that can't see you? Because that uh, might have um, came it was across... Rough, it, was, it was rougher than a motherfucker. Like, it, was one of, it felt like you were in a race car. It felt like you were in a go-kart... Race car. It was but no with those cars, that's what you pay for. It was nothing. You know? There's nothing luxurious about it. It didn't even have door handles. It was that type of car because the car was made just to be light, like to race. Mind you, I like my nice cars, but I'm the type of person I will go zero to sixty, and then when I get to sixty, I slow down. That's just me. I'm not doing over that. I'll, I'll beat you to the next light. But when we get to the light, you go ahead. I'm good. I'm good doing my fifty nine miles an hour. I'm good. But anyway, bought the car. When I went to sell it because I thought it was an investment, lost money. Lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. I was, no. He told you guys a lie. I was right twice. I told you not to buy that Fisker. Yes. All right, so I'll explain the Fisker, but let me tell you where you were wrong. Then I wanted to buy another car. This car, Gear and I, we fought, like, to the point I was pissed off. Of I just wanted to go, I wanted to say, go fuck yourself. <gasps> like, it was nasty. What? Why did this happen? So, some some of the best cars and things that I buy is usually somebody else's fuck up, right? And when I say somebody else's fuck up, the best come ups is when somebody else is on a downfall. That's just life. It's fucked up to say, but that is the truth. Stop looking at I can see y'all looking at my pants. Stop. Um, this doctor. What car are you talking about? You're taking too long. I don't know what you're talking about. This doctor bought this car, right? Uh-huh. And was going through a divorce with his wife and wanted to get rid of it fast so his wife wouldn't get half of it. Right? Hold on. I'm trying. It's the Carrera GT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carrera oh, okay. GT. Mm-hmm. Now, that's also the, the car that Paul Walker died in. Not the exact car, but the type of car. It's a Porsche Carrera GT. It's a very... <clears throat> it's dangerous a, car. It's dangerous. That's what he's trying to say. But it's, it's a very, very it's, dangerous car. It is a, the car that... Paul Walker crashed into a tree and died in Correct. because the car is damn near uncontrollable. Correct. So the car is, it's its pretty old, so it doesn't have any of the things that the newer cars have. So there's no traction control. It's its a raw car. So when you're driving it and you know how sometimes you slip and the car fixes itself, this doesn't fix itself. If you don't fix it, you're crashing. So I bought this car, right? I didn't want him to have it because I thought it was too dangerous and I thought it was too expensive, right, by so the way. We yeah. fought and fought and fought like nasty. But like You wanted me to go bleep myself? Really? Yeah, because you don't understand. It got nasty. For clarification. So I can understand nasty. where he stood. You know what I mean? Right. So, okay. long story short, bought it. Talked her into it. Bought it. 
after fighting with her, you know, her whole thing is, well, babe, if you love it, you work hard, you could drive it, you could have it. Happy. So now I have this car, I had it for about a year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. Recently, I uh, got an offer on the car to sell it where we would make $120,000 off the car. Yeah. So I was right. So all the other cars that I wasn't but no, right no, for, no, it's, no, no, no. made it's, up for it. No, honey, it's not that you were right. I didn't want you to get the car, not because I thought it was a bad investment. I thought it was an excellent investment, actually. I didn't want you to get it because I didn't want you to die driving it. So no, I wasn't wrong. You probably only have driven that car maybe six times. Mm -hmm. Like you buy all these cars and you don't even drive them. Right. You have all these bags and you don't wear always wear them. You have all these shoes and you don't necessarily wear them. You have all these clothes. Why and you are you in the background them. talking about facts? Your bed's in I didn't back ask you. I ask you. And the only reason Ben's nose is because we're moving Ben's nose. How many bags this mother ever has? Because she had to pack them in boxes. How many shoes this mother ever has? Because she had to pack them in boxes. And we sitting there like, what's it? All these clothes? Like, we never even seen you wear them. So go ahead. I collect bags. I collect cars. Well, here's the difference between you and I. All right. You all, you, Madison, Ben, okay. You all talk about the fact that I buy all these bags or you buy me all these bags or whatever. And I don't wear them. I buy these things or accept them as gifts, not necessarily because I'm hyped to wear them. I genuinely collect them. You've bought me bags, beautiful bags from five years ago that I literally opened up the box and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What's different Maybe you and me? took a picture. I'm going to explain. Close the box and have never opened the box again. I collect. I enjoy owning. Me too. I don't necessarily have to wear it for the world to see. Me too. Okay. My foresight and my plan is to pass these bags down onto my daughters. Me too. No, because you get these cars you drive them for a year or two, you get tired of them, and then you sell them, you trade them in, See, but this is the like whatever. No, if I own anything, a piece of jewelry, a bag, shoes, not so much. You wear them and then they're done this or whatever. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me finish. I, if I buy it, I am owning it for life. I'm not selling it. I'm not trading in it. I'm not that. getting rid of it. I am passing whatever I buy for myself on to my daughters and the idea that I can pass them something on 20 years later that's never even been used, never been opened, never been worn. So now you have something that's vintage, that's brand new. Like they are going to have like the sickest collection. And that's what I'm doing. Like it's with the foresight of my daughters. Shoes, not so much because we don't know if they're going to be my shoe size. Da, da, da. So if I don't wear my shoes, whatever. This is the difference. But my bags, no. This is the difference. What's the difference? The difference is the difference between a hustler and a super hustler. I'm explaining to you. Please, because we need explanation. I don't, I don't <laughs> give a, look, for me, everything is sale. If somebody yeah. comes and says, hey, Envy, lights watch, can I buy it from you? Make and I me make an some offer. money off of it? Make me an offer. Watch is yours. <laughs> oh, your wedding ring. How much you offering me? <laughs> Wedding ring is yours. That is me. I don't give a f what it is. I there is nothing that I want. Yeah, he doesn't grow attachments to material. Nothing things. at all. If somebody sure. says, "Envy, I want your underwear right now," I'm like, "All right, that is me. I don't care." Why are you looking like that? That's not. That's not look like. Hmm, I'll buy it. <laughs> but for real, I don't care what it is. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna sell it. That's me. I don't care if it's a car. There's nothing that that I. For instance, we just bought a house, right? We just painted this house. Oh, I know what you're about. We got to a say. furniture. The other day, I went to the. I was like, "Yo!" Now I was just testing it out because I was like, "The market's doing pretty good. The house is in a great area." I'm like, "We might be able to make a couple dollars on this house." So I threw it together. I'm like, "Yo, babe, well, you know, why don't we kind of test the walls and see, you know, if somebody would buy this house?" No, no. I just painted he this house. Said I ordered the furniture. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Shit, we bought the house. If we could make some money off this he house. He said if someone came and offered us X amount of dollars for this house and we made X amount of dollars, would you sell it? And I said, there is no way in hell that I will ever 
sell this house. That's the difference between me and her. I don't care what they offer me because everything is not about money <laughs> for me. It's not, you're very different. If someone asked me to buy my engagement ring, I don't care what they offered me. I would not sell it. This house, I am pouring every drop of my being into designing, decorating, and curating this entire, like every inch of this house. I am not selling it, period. If someone offered me a profitable amount of money for my bag collection, I am not selling it. I'm not selling my what? I'm not selling anything. I, when I purchase something, it is because... I plan on enjoying it in some way, shape or form and certain things. Yes. I grow attachments to, and I wouldn't let go. So you and I are very different in that way. Everything's for I sale. I don't ever, I will, we will for never me, sell that house. Everything is for sale. <laughs> everything. I don't give a fuck what it is. It is for sale. That is, that is me. I don't even know how we got here, but that is me. I will sell everything. It is what, how did we get here? I don't even know what we talking about. Um, we were talking about, well, first of all, I'm going to backtrack one more time and say I was right when you bought the Fisker. He bought a car that I told him not to buy because it was the first year that it was released and it was the guinea pig. Like I felt like we are going to be the guinea pig buyers of this car. And we were when we bought it. And the what, 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 what was the problem the car was having? Not ours. The batteries were blowing up. The batteries were blowing up in this car. And it was a what, an electric car? So what it was, Fisker is a company that came back out. They changed the name. Fisker is a company that came out really before, around the time Tesla came out. Uh, the car looked beautiful. It was electric it's and beautiful. gas. So uh, you can charge it and use gas. So it would go back and forth. Save a lot of money. Tax break. Um, I seen the car. I loved it. And I wanted to, I wanted, wanted to have it. Um, Gears told me, no, you're bugging, you're, you're, you're crazy, chill the fuck out. I had to have this car. I bought the car. Right. I mean, we agreed, again, mm -hmm. if you really want it. Get it. But I thought it was a terrible idea. I'm, I'm like, this is the first batch. This is the first round of this car. It's too new. Like, let it live for a second. Let everything that's going to go wrong go wrong. And then if it lasts for two or three years, preferably more like three years, then if you still want one, go buy one. No, he had to have it. Oh, it's hot. Nobody got it. It's fresh. It's, it's, I'm going to be the first one with it. Da, da, da. All right. She was totally right. I bought this car. That floats your boat. I, I bought the car and I swear maybe 30 days later. <laughs> it was probably maybe 60. It might have been 60, 60 days. later. The, the, the battery started blowing up and the company went under. <laughs> like. The company ceased to exist. Okay. Right. And that was a pricey car. It was. I bought the car from, now this was when Land Rover, Range Rover was, was selling the car. I went back to yeah. Land Rover. Yeah. There was no signs of Fisker anymore in Land Rover. I couldn't get it fixed. The car was, the, the batteries were blowing up. So I was like, I need to, I, I'm going to sell this car because I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't fix it. If there was a problem, an oil change, I said, like, I got to get out of this car. So I'll tell you the price. So the car was $100,000. It was one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I think one hundred ninety nine per second. Well, one hundred twenty. When I went to sell the car, maybe less than three months later. Give it to him. Give it to him. It was like fifty eight thousand. <laughs> Talk about an L. Oh my gosh. Fifty eight thousand, and it just kept going down. Yep. Just it was all, it was all bad to the point. All where, bad to the point where I was just like shit. And like I told you earlier, I'm not. I told you there was some type of person, but I was just like, see? <laughs> so I was sick. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, there's no but. I wound up selling it. I lost a lot of money on that car. That was the one car I regret. And if they decided to give me that car, I wouldn't take it. Because mm -hmm. that car hurt my heart. It hurt my pockets. And it was at a time when financially we're doing good now. We weren't doing great then. We were Okay. And when that when I took that L, it was one what, of those things. What was that? That was. Put like this, I traded that that just to get rid of it. I traded it in for a a Wrangler, a Jeep Wrangler. Oh, is that what? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Now, if you know out there, if you buy a Jeep Wrangler, if you buy it or you lease it, your note is about between four hundred and five hundred dollars a month. 
My note for my Jeep Wrangler was $900 a month because they had to get all that bad equity from that motherfucking Fisker and throw into my Jeep Wrangler, which I was pissed off. So I had a Jeep Wrangler that I was paying $900 a month. So a lot of you out there have Lexuses and BMWs, you pay less than me. My Wrangler costs more than your shits. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got to this because you were talking about Master P and the whole ATM situation. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how we got to the car shit. But anyway, Neither do I. when it comes to, to let, like, I would rather teach people and explain blame people how to do things how to get around <laughs> things how to help them so that way they don't have to go through the same things that i had to go through that way they can get a lot of the things like my assistant you know we talk about a lot ben's i told her right now you know now is the time to buy a house you know even if you're not thinking about buying a house this is the time to do it right now um and i know you don't like cold i know you like cold water well, i'm don't just thirsty it's okay okay thank you um so when it comes to it, I was like, now is the time. And the reason I say now is the time is because interest rates are low. You can get all types of grants and we can find a property. So now I'm trying to help her find a property. And those are the things that I try to do. I ain't giving Ben's no money. I love her to death. But Ben's got to go out and get it herself. She hustling. I'll show her how to do it. But I ain't giving her shit. <laughs> I'm not even going to look at you, Ben. <laughs> I'm not going to look at you. Um, so how I feel about the whole um, ATM, quote unquote, situation is I'm all for helping someone when they're down and out because mm -hmm. I was raised in a household where that's what my mother did. Mm -hmm. and, and money, yes, we work hard for it and everything, but... Money can also reach out and pull somebody cool. up from, you know, the depths of despair. So I'm game for doing that. And you're tough talking, but you are game for that too. Like you, we have helped. Yeah, there's investments and people, people have some that ideas. I'd love to help. Or, you know, just people that are down on their luck, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and that is the type of, that is the type of situation where, um, it's a gift to be able to help someone. Absolutely. And I personally don't really believe in lending money. I personally believe that if I can afford to lend it to you, I can afford to give it to you. And um, the reason for that is a lot of times when you lend money, I've seen it ruin relationships. Correct within families, amongst friends, and it's it can be a poison. Someone being in a situation can really be a poison because I'm sure that you guys have seen this, whether it's happened to you or people around you. We've certainly seen it where you lend someone money for something important. And they're like, all right, you know, I'll pay you back when X, Y, and Z happens, when my tax return check comes in when I get paid on the first, when this, when that, and when this, when that never actually comes back around and you're sitting there thinking like, I thought that you said, and it's not really because, I mean, it may be because, but for us, it's not really because we were watching the money like that. It's more so the fact that you said that you were going to do something and you didn't make good on what you said. Now you may not have known when you turned around to pay us back, we might've said, don't worry, keep that. But you don't know that. And you never make, made good on what we agreed upon or never attempted to. And that can ruin a relationship. Or you see that person that was supposed to pay you back, go out, make money, get that money, and then buy something right. with it. That actually happened to me um, when I was much younger, before we were married. Um, I lent a friend a significant amount of money. For me at the time, it was $2,000 for something that was very important to her. And she was supposed to pay me back. Next thing I knew, about maybe four or five months later, she got a settlement for something. And she went out and got a car. And never paid, never paid me back my $2,000 and it ruined our friendship. Um, cause at that time, like I'm working and I'm earning money. So that, that, that pinched me, you know, and we weren't friends after that. Um, when it comes to family in particular and maybe even close friends, 
My problem is more so when people feel entitled. That's that's mm-hmm. what bothers me. You know, you feel entitled because, like you said earlier, um, they may look at it like y'all got it. Like that's nothing to you. It's big to me. It's nothing to you. You know, you got it. So, like, what's the problem? That's a sense of entitlement. Or when you have lent or given and people take advantage, you know, maybe the first time you came because you were down and out or because it was something important. Now you're coming to me because you want to put money down on a car or something came up and, you know, you want to buy this, you want to buy that. I'm not here for the, if you want to buy, because for me, that money can go into my kids' hands. Now I have five children, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not for you to get a, you know, a 2020 X, Y, and Z. That's Mm -hmm. not what we work hard for. That's not what we financially plan for. You know what I mean? So it gets very, very sticky. And like I said, I prefer to give, if I love you and you feel comfortable enough to ask me for something here, take this and, you know, do whatever it is that you have to do and, you know, prosper. That's what that's about. You know? Absolutely. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Really? Hold on. How many minutes are we in? We're over an hour. We're over an hour. Are we at over an hour? Yes. We're over an hour. Are we? Yes. He said right there. That's right. All right. I'll let you live. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. You guys be safe. Wish me luck on this COVID test and we'll see you guys next week. Yes. All right. You now, forgot your closing? No, I'm about to say something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, <go ahead. laughs> What? It was like two seconds I'm of silence. Do I don't even want to embarrass you. Well, what? Tell me. No, no, no. I don't embarrass you. You're going to embarrass me? Yeah. What? I'm about to eat the box. 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 I'm Yo, about to eat the box. Is S twerking in the background? The box. Okay, S Doc. I can't even watch you right now. Eat the box. Eat the box. I don't even know what dance that is right now. All right, y'all. I'm DJ MV. And I am Kia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. Toodles.